You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. And then my car's wheels started turning. I don't want them to turn anymore. All right, my people. I think it's time to get cut through all the malarkey. That's going to be our word <laughs> that we do. A lot of malarkey. Um, this is Lust for Life. This is the quest for the human condition. This is about being who you are, baby. And it is also America's number one podcast as voted on by Canadians. I mean, they voted. What are we going to do? Deny them? Right. They took a Democratic vote. And they fucking decided we were all right, baby. It didn't really happen, but I like to tell people that. With me, of course, I'm looking right across from them. So it's weird. I was about to say the right hand and put my right hand up, which you guys cannot see because this is in your ear, ear balls. But right across from me is my main dude, the right hand. His name is Benji. His last name is Suswine. But let's cut through the more malarkey. This son of a bitch is named Ace Sweet 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 Wine. What up? Headphones just came off. Headphones flying <laughs> off from that. It's the only way to say it. I Wait, need a why, violent head. Why Ace? Did, uh, did, it's just cool. Well, I appreciate um you as a what four or five time contributor to this show. <laughs> Obviously, doesn't listen to the show just because there was like two asking questions. Uh, two episodes where we uh but where the, I named uh, them the creator of Triple Sweet. Yeah, right? yes. I created Triple Sweet, and you use it. And I don't, don't say, say it so much. He prefers it. His family prefers Triple Sweet. It sounds cooler. It sounds Than cooler. a sweet, sweet, sweet wine? Yeah. You're, don't I fire you I, every time you're on? You're, <laughs> yeah. Get your shit, get the fuck out of here, right. Tanya. It's been nice. See ya. With us, of course, I can't count this high. I don't know how many times she's been on, is um, my sister, the wonderful Tanya Arjazo. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm going to give you a nickname that you don't like now. You're like the horrible bastard sister. No, this is what it's going to be, because your initials are T-E. E-T. No, T-E. I know, you're but tight I end. you're gonna be, I'm either gonna call no, you tight no, end, don't. or I'm gonna name you after your nickname is uh, going to be a tight end. Suck it, Gronkowski. That is your I, new nickname. I'd tight end. That, that sounds like sexual. Yeah, sexual. Exactly. Well, which is because she's my sister. But, uh, <laughs> I know, but I knew it, it would creep her out. I knew it would give her douche chills, uh, and I douche chilled her. Yeah. Okay. I get along so well with Tanya. We are bro- like brother and sister, and I I can be pretty blunt and talk real <laughs> with her, and it gets weird at times. Like earlier, I don't think it gets weird. It gets weird, but I feel weird because I was brought up not to talk dirty talk in front of women and stuff like that. Just imagine that I have a penis. Well, (laughs) oh, that makes it easier. Yeah, that's it. Way easier. You've mentioned a penis about three of your five appearances. (laughs) Just so you know, I think you might. No, I'm actually telling you guys. Right. Well, it it could be a great career path. (laughs) You know, I think the transvestite shit. Yes. (laughs) In comedy, like if oh man, if a girl had a penis and was a comedian. What a career she'd have. Yeah. I would, hey, guys, I actually have a cock. No one would believe it for seven I would kind of want to see it all the time. Like, if she performed, if she was just like, all right, that's it, and, like, whips it out. That's her leaves. closer. Yeah. That's her closer. That'd be good. You can't open with that. I mean, then where do you go from there? <laughs> right. She's like, all right, well, that's it. Thanks. I used to have balls, but now I can't. Um, <laughs> earlier, I turned to Tanya, and uh, I just made this blanket statement. I just looked at her, and I go, Asian girls. There was a pause. I go, really dark... Dark naughty bits, and she was like, "You're out of your fucking mind." <laughs> I really, lo- I really didn't hook up with Asian girls till like the last six months. Very dark fucking nipples, and I love dark. I'm a like dark that? nipple fan. That's weird because I thought they would they would be like pink. Really? No. Yeah. 
I think no. that's only in heaven. When you get an Asian girl in heaven, they have pink nipples. But out know. here in the real world, it's just like when so you get them in heaven. Skin. What are you like a jihadist? <laughs> yeah, I know. You get seventy-two Asian virgin, right. versions. Right. It's only the Asian pussy. That is my. <laughs> oh, I just said pussy, and it get creeped out. Isn't that the one that creeps you? I don't you know. Out? I don't care if you. I don't want a guy coming up to me and being like, "Sweet pussy." Like then I. <laughs> what get guy would out. ever do right. that? That's you don't know. Be a woman for like a day. You'll I would hear love some to be creepy shit. It would be awesome. I'd be a lesbian, yeah. but it would be fucking cool. <laughs> do you, so, seriously, you just sit in the corner at a, a bar. I just saw everyone knows. Right, we're bringing on. We have a great guest, Josh Accardo. He has a one man show coming out about sex addiction, and we usually he reached out to be on the show. Which when people reach out, it's usually a a, a sign of oh, this is just nonsense. It, it makes me feel good though that people want to be on the show to promote something, and it's. He's a good old friend of mine, love him to death, and it's about sex addiction, which is fucking fascinating. And just so you all know, we're going to bring him on in a few minutes, dressed up. Yeah. Dressed up in, a, in like we're a looking suit. Sharp. A looking suit. Sharp. Because he's obviously doing a junket yeah. to promote something, <laughs> and he took it serious. While the rest of us are just dressed, whatever. Tanya looks lovely, as always. I have a button down. You have a button a down. right button down. I kind of do, but. I don't. We have to explain something real quick. Me, uh, or should I, let's use proper English. Benji and I. Um, are just hungover again. And this is usually a, a recipe for disaster when we record the day after a party at Stand Up New York. But they had the holiday party last night, which was amazing. Crazy. And it was phenomenal. And it was sharks in the water yep. chasing <laughs> girls. Yep. I was working four or five expensive. things. I'm going to be honest. I ended up getting one, hey, beating uh, someone, beat someone for a girl. What? I would make it out with Not this like girl. beat them. I was punching <laughs> them right in the mush. No. And... I like to think you're describing West Side Story now. You're like, there was a lot of sharks. I was a jet. Yes. I beat him. And there was only six Marias in a whole <laughs> two stories of a comedy club full of people. Um, this, this comic pulls me aside and goes, I'm going to take her home. Didn't you see me making out with her? Yeah, but it's cool, right? <laughs> Do what you can, man. Do what you can. And um, 20 minutes later, I was in the cab with the girl. And I'll just leave it like this. No names. This guy might have beat me in a contest a, a few years back. <laughs> And this is payback, baby. I'm the champ. I'm the fucking champ. What do you all know about that? I pay back with vagina. That's how I win. I win. Man, this became creepy. I don't like. Look at my family listen to this episode. It's all going to be sex and dirty talk. I'm saying pussy in front of Tanya. Did you tell her that that guy, that comic, said that? No, she knew it. She knew it. Yes. Yes. Did you tell her about the contest? She no, but when you finish, where you're like, I won. Right. This girl was like. A lot of guys wanted to fuck me last night. And that made me feel good. <laughs> I should be like weirded out. Won. And I put my arm up in the air. I'm like, but who's the champ, baby? I started playing queen. <laughs> I paid my dues. Yeah, that's we are the champions. I don't know if you guys are scoring at home. Yeah. But that's it. So I feel good, but I also feel exhausted. I feel in slow motion. But we're going to plow through this shit. All right? Figure it out. And I might be overcompensating with energy to help everyone else with the energy. Tanya didn't get as fucked up last night. No, but Ta- I did get like, when I got home, I was like, what the fuck time is it? Why am I kind of stumbling? I didn't think I drank that much. You weren't white girl wasted. No, right. for sure not. Which I think you penned that term. I never heard it till you said it and I use it all the time now. White really? girl wasted. <laughs> I think, I'm, I don't think I came up with it. I'm sure I heard it somewhere. You are a hack and we have to throw you <laughs> off the show now. Stealing jokes. We only yeah. want originals on this. Well, I made it up. So, this is what I'm bringing up. So you're at a party last night. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that many. Go- there was there were, actually there was a lot nice. of great hot chicks. Yeah, yeah, but, nice ratio. The, but the by nice ratio at a comedy. New York comedy party, this is why this is. If it's four guys to one girl, that's a good ratio. Yeah. Because it's usually like seven to one, three hundred thousand point eight to one. It's it's insanity. 
Last night was like four to one. Yeah, it was good. That was pretty good. Women were looking great. I think great. it might have been more than that. Maybe because I like, I was hanging out with some of the female comedians, so I feel like you were packing them. I like. Yes, you were. You think there were more than there were. Yeah, I'd give it. A, I'd give, put it down on a three to one. Even. Yeah. All right. Well, next time we're gonna do a count. We're gonna have we'll someone the, at the we'll front. Go to the cameras with those, those little counters that yeah. you do, where you press a little thing. Well, there was someone in the beginning, like checking names, and then they were like, "Fuck it." I mean, yeah. whatever. Just happens at every holiday party, party of yeah. all time. What? what is your name? And they never can find my name because it's always under Mad Dog, and then no one believes that someone name. named Mad Dog's going to a fucking party. <laughs> are, are you sure it's not this? What? A really right. Mad Dog? The thing dog? is, they could have also like they. Pick a comic that obviously was invited and just tell her that's who you are. She didn't know anything. I saw so many people that you know were not invited. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's crashing. Good. But fuck it. Have fun. That's what makes it fun. We had fun. Make mistakes. Exactly. Middle of the week. It was great. I saw my roommate, my female roommate this morning. She's like, I told her everything that happens because she's like, Tony, I could tell her real shit. And she goes, that was a Wednesday. You still have a weekend. <laughs> exactly. You're getting laid, fighting motherfuckers. Oh, and th- people don't know this. I walk into the party. I did gigs all day. I was starving. I ate a pretzel five minutes in, full of peanut butter. I'm allergic to peanut butter, as we've noted before. I start breaking out. People now want to hug me because, you know, I'm known for being like a party dude and a fun dude. I was like, my dog. And I'm a, uh, uh, uh. I had to run downstairs, spit peanut butter out. Disgusting. I think I spit on the floor downstairs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I owe you. I'll, I'll tip the bus boys. Um, and I had to run, get a Benadryl. I'm Benadryl out for like a goddamn hour. And people are like, Mado, what's going on? I felt like a dick because I'm telling everyone now, look, man, I took Benadryl. I'm having an allergic reaction. And everyone thinks I'm singing the sad sack trying to get fucking no, it's f- love. But I want <laughs> people to know the reason why I'm not jumping up, punching your man nipples is because I was dying. But I think it's funny that you think you're like a subdued version of yourself, but you walk by me and I was like, hey, and you're like, you gave me a big hug and you're like, I'm dying right now. I had peanut butter. I, I don't know what, what to do, but you, you just kept walking. I was like, okay. No Benadryl? I would have been on the fucking floor dead. No way. It's that bad? That dude who beat me in the contest would have banged that broad. It would have fucking happened for me because I would be out of the goddamn picture. Wait, you, it's really that you're allergic? I'm deathly. That bad? Yeah, it's so... Jeez. And I feel bad. But I asked you, I was like, don't you have, what are they called? An the EpiPen? Fu- yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were like, no. I was like, what the fuck are yeah, you Yeah, if doing? you're that allergic to it, first of all, don't just start throwing things in your mouth like that. <laughs> I figured... <laughs> which clearly had peanut butter. Yeah. What? Like, a it was a puff. How the fuck it you was get another puff. It was, it was a it was puff. I don't know pretzel. this shit, but this brings up what I want to talk about right now. Enough with reinventing food. Pretzels have been good for 200 Listen, goddamn years. That shit is Why good, Why do we though. have to add Those shit? Pretzels, pretzels are good. Pretzels are amazing. Yeah. Those are peanut butter. What do you mean? Innovation. Gonna, no, I'm Gross. sick of invention. Food's been fucking fine. We find more ways to make shit that's already not good for you, worse for you. Oh, it tastes better. It's a bunch of bullshit. All right? Next is going to be peanut butter pizza. And then they put this peanut butter in everything. Right, now, now, okay. Holy. Yeah. If on you guys toast? ever create that, I'll fucking kill you all. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, bless you, Tramp. It is unbelievable. Um, I got almost died two years ago, maybe three years now, because I had brownies after a gig in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. My manager's grandma for two months is corresponding. On it, my manager had a radio show and was like, "Oh, Mad Dog, we're calling. I'm gonna bring you uh, brownies with no nuts, no nuts." This was a dialogue from us. He, he's telling me she's sending him emails and that. Don't worry, I'm bringing brownies, no nuts. I get there, I get done headlining, I'm fucking hungry. I was a fat fuck then. I was like, yeah, brownies. I shoved two down my throat for the blood sugar, and guess what happens? My throat starts closing because she didn't even make them. Her daughter made them. No nuts, chock full of peanut butter. Mm. And here's my argument. 
That's no longer a brownie. You can't say have a brownie. That's not a brownie. That's a peanut butter brownie because brownies don't have peanut butter. Interesting. I'm now sounding. This is ridiculous. I, <laughs> I sound. Know, you're going on like you're having this huge like tirade. I understand because you could die. Because I could die. And people don't take that shit serious. But it's just, nah, it's just it's silly. I don't care. It is a little. Silly. <laughs> See, I listen to Adam Cole's podcast. Die. He makes it sound like we're all faking, like we're all sandbagging. Now there is no peanut allergy. You just go out to Africa, these starving people. You give them peanut butter. There's no allergy. Because they haven't had food in fucking eight years, so their, their body probably accepts it, but someone probably went in the corner and died, but he doesn't have a name because no one gives a shit because it's Ethiopia, and we just like to show no, them I, on commercials at night with Alyssa Milano good. when she takes a break from banging That's athletes. Right. That's right. No, <laughs> that I was think... a fucking diatribe. I feel bad. I can't get any reaction to the tramp. I'm trying, tramp. I'm losing you. I'm going to sing some Allman Brothers songs eventually. Everybody's yes. hungover. I think Everybody's it's an actual over. allergy. I'm just like, stop passing those jeans on. Let him <laughs> yeah, don't. So, Whoever you fucked yesterday, a good thing you used birth control because she doesn't want kids. How do you know I use birth control? Well, at some you I don't want you don't want to have kids, so I'm sure you pulled out at least. Well, maybe I want to. I like to go to holiday parties and knock bitches up. That's what I'm into. I, Happy get, holidays. No, you know what? now because of what you all said, I'm gonna tell you this. I have a new uh, mission in life. I'm going to just bang girls randomly who have peanut allergies, and we are going to create. The nerdiest I'm going, kid of all time. I'm going yeah. to make like, tw I'm going to have 20 kids of peanut allergy. I'm going to start the peanut allergy colony. We're going to take over so we ban take the over. substance from the take whole over. fucking world. Really? That's it. That's you how we're doing it. You wipe out your whole army with fucking cashews. And you're <laughs> we're not allergic to cashews. <laughs> Peanuts are peas. They're the pea in nut form. They're not a tree nut. There's a huge war going on between <laughs> the peanut allergies and the tree nut allergies. The tree nut allergies. It's a, re it's a real deal I have deal no shit. idea where nuts come from. They grow on trees? They I grow. know. I thought they were like I've sprouts. never seen a nut tree in my life. That's something that he doesn't know that amazes me. That <laughs> Triple Sweet knows everything, Josh. Every goddamn... You could bring up like 8th uh, century Roman Polish Methodox... That Methodox, I just created something there. That's Orthodox and Methodist combined. <laughs> Writers from funny. Detroit. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, you mean Jujadashugitz? Like, this dude is good. That would Does, be the name of the Polish. Of course. 8th century Roman Polish. If you say what I just said six times <laughs> in a row, real quick, Beetlejuice comes back. Yeah. I'm telling you straight the fuck up. Tramp, where are the, the, the trees? <laughs> nuts? What? Peanuts growing trees? That's right, but where does it grow? Okay. Never seen. I think it it's once. all propaganda. Never I think seen. also they talk about like hunter gatherers are like yeah berries and nuts. You just walk around. I've seen berries. I've never just seen yeah. nuts growing like that. It's all bullshit. Peanuts come out of the udders of cows. Don't you guys know that? <laughs> Too soon? Well, not soon enough. Oh, it's a bullshit. I could still burp a little and taste peanut butter from last night. Just a little. From one. Maybe that's in your yeah. head now. I'm definitely yeah. allergic. No, it's it. I love how everyone acts like this is some kind of... You're faking it. Of, yeah, sandbag. It's a bunch of bullshit. I've almost died. Can you imagine how embarrassing it is? No, I'm sure it's from... very serious, but tasting it still, you spit it out. I did spit it out, but it stays with you. I ate a bagel and tuna fish like I like to when I come home drunk from someone else's house. That's your post-game? Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. I did the other night, I hung out with this lesbian. Nothing happened, obviously, but it takes the pressure off. It's adorable. And... <laughs> Uh, dro she dropped me off at Dipmars. I'm like, I'm gonna go get me a bagel, straight up. That's my go-to, with bagel. tuna fish. That's I like a like, big meal. I yeah, feel like. Yeah, and yeah. I get a bag of chips. Jesus. 
After drinking, I don't want anything that has like a pungent smell or I act, I've actually thrown up hungover because I saw something on TV I didn't like. What was that? It was like two people, like gross people making out. Big and I was Bang like, theory. oh, good. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I'm going to pee. Was it two gross people whispering in each other's ears? Sweet pussy. Was that what it was? <laughs> That's what it was. So uh, I'm very glad Tanya's here. We're going to talk sex addiction. No, Benji, I'm always. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Benji, I'm joking. You're <laughs> See, you're sensitive because of the alcohol. I mean, this, Josh, we're working fucking hard here. I mean, this I is tough. my little talk now. I was waiting. You can talk. We're going to bring you on. We're going to take a diabetic pee. I'm going to set it up. But um, I mean, this is t- the fact that we're even doing this shows that we're fucking troopers. OK, now he's got better energy than me because he doesn't have any allergies. All right. So I'm overcompensating because oh I have weaker peanut. I'm also allergic to grass. No. Cats. Yeah. We didn't know about that. Cat. Jesus. Were you born with an immune grass system? Grass sucks. Gra- Being allergic to grass sucks. Grass. It really does. No, like you can't my go brother, outside? My brother has that, and he was like this tremendous athlete. Air? Is air okay? <laughs> sun? The sun? Water? No, the, the sun, I'm like Superman. I see that shit. I'm just, this is ridiculous. I'm firing everyone now. It's between me, Josh, grass. Super Tramp, and the, the guy who I beat for the girl last night. How did you even night? know you were allergic? You were eating grass? Uh, you no, play you on get, grass. Like, you get all and rashy, you... and it hides up a little bit. <laughs> just munch out the grass. I think he's a... Okay. Let me just say this. I'm wearing a beanie because it's it's been freezing out instead of a, a uh, fedora. In this room, right in this room I, I am sweating out all the booze. I feel like Jordan Belfort right now. Sweating out all the peanut butter. Yes, and <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. I feel like I'm getting the quaaludes out of my system, even though I've never had a quaalude. But I feel like that scene. Ludes. Ludes. All right. We're going to come back. I'm glad we have a female. That's what I was trying to say, Benj, to discuss sex addiction with us so it's not a big, hey, that's right, that's not an addiction. No, we're going to have a female <laughs> perspective. I think she has progressive interesting views on sex particularly the word pussy so <laughs> this should be very interesting this is lust for life we will be back hook or crook we might start drinking again who gives a shit see you in a minute Woo. <laughs> We just recorded a segment, my people, for like five minutes. My bad. That we, <laughs> yeah, this is throw people under the bus episode of uh, no, Triple okay. Sweet blew it. Just kidding. We you, love Triple Sweet. My bad, you guys. All right, so we thought it was still rolling. Uh, Super Tramp had to go downstairs for something. And we, you just missed probably the best segment in I the know. history of our no. show. I know. We got answers to Stop, is there a God? <laughs> Um, we found out who really came up with the ideas for Star Wars. It was Tanya. <laughs> but it was originally called Pussy Wars, so she sold it to... <laughs> Puss, Puss Wars. Puss Wars. So Puss she Puss. sold it to George Lucas, and it's all saying, with us is our guest. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to try and say the great witty thing he just said that didn't get recorded. Shit, I would do it. That was good. And, but remember, if it doesn't get the same reaction, we're going to call it out, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm not going to bomb. The great Josh Accardo. <laughs> I Josh try to Accardo. avoid all bombs. No bombs. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. This is great. Thank you. So, Josh, you were... Now hey, can like you tell a, the audience again how I asked to be on your podcast? Can you tell them one more time? <laughs> he, he went on a rant about that. I meant nothing by it, okay? This is what I was trying to say, is that I'm flattered that people want to be on the show. But I'm, I'm, I'm very flattered that someone... You, you are promoting something, and I'm flattered that you, that you would feel that we have enough of an audience to, to help promote something, and that, that's flattering to me, and that you aren't just 
wanting to be on it to be on it. You actually have a purpose. You have a show, yes. a one-man show. What's it called? It's called Talk Story, a one-man show. And where's it going to be at? It's going to be at Cap 21 Theaters on 18 West 18th Street between 5th Avenue and 6th Avenue. And when's it airing? Uh, show happens January 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So it's awesome. Yeah. I'm flattered that you come here, and it's about your addiction to sex. Yeah, that's the main, that's kind of the main thing. And that's something we're fascinated with. And, yeah. and, and so to have you come on and, and promote is anytime, and you're smooth as shit. Well, I mean, this you. is unbelievable. Like, I feel like, you guys can't see this, because once again, this is in your earbuds. <laughs> this, this dude is dressed so smooth that his collared shirt probably has a bank account. That's how smooth <laughs> he's dressed compliment. tonight. I was actually at the party last night, but I'm on a juice oh, cleanse because right. I have a problem with eating and drinking. So I am lethargic now. I couldn't drink last night. Oh, so, you're so I was there for like an hour and I knew it was going to be a problem if I stayed. Because number one, like it was like a pothead set up the whole, because like all these beautiful snacks yeah, and I can't eat them. And then it was open bar. Yeah. And I knew like it was going to be vodka rocks in two seconds, and then that was it. It was over. The cleanse was done. Did I even see you at the party? I was pulling I away you. with Harry T when you were walking up like a vagabond. Like the way you walk up to buildings, if someone doesn't, I just know your walk. Yes. You had your coat over you. It was a very, very almost homeless look. <laughs> what do you mean almost homeless? Well, it was a debate, like homeless Rick Rubin. It was like almost. Well, I'm wearing, in that realm. I, I'm wearing a beanie again and not a fedora. I used to wear a beanie all the time, long before you knew me, Benj. Okay. Tanya knew me for a minute you back mean, then. You used to wear a fedora all the time. No, but before the fedora. Oh. I, I know the oh. mad dog that wore a beanie. I wore a beanie. I, I never had long knew hair. this mad dog. I never That's washed my, my hair. Really? It was dirtier than a nickel whore and penny night, my hair. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, what made you change? Because um, now you're like thinner, you're thin, you're like confident. I don't know if you noticed. I uh, I tend to take home women and beat fellow comedians who beat me in contests. That's what the fuck I do now. That's all I do. You've been gone a long time. No more shine box, sir. <laughs> Keep them in. So I just, you know, you want to take care of yourself. And you then look I, great, man. Uh, you look great. Nothing better than two guys staring at each other and complimenting each other. I look right in your eyes when I said that, too. Oh, I didn't hold adorable. back. Here, I'm, I'm holding his knee. I'm holding his knee. Oh, okay. That's weird. All right. So... Let's talk about when did you come up with the idea of doing this one man show? Uh, it's been around for a couple of years because my act's always been pretty autobiographical. Is yes. that a word? That's a word, right? That's a word. Yes. <laughs> oh, you I'm going right to Benji. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was where, like, where does autobiographical grow? Do they grow on trees, Benji? Let's get <laughs> uh, that's the peanuts. Um, and uh, someone from the theater saw me and they they were like, "Hey, you ever thought of doing one man show?" And and I had, but I've never really had an opportunity. You know, yeah. I never had the space. I didn't have the, you know, I didn't have the resources to put it all together and it just kind of came together. So I decided it's the perfect time. And it's about your life, but the, it focuses on being hooked on sex. Well, here's how the setup is. It starts with like, uh, it starts kind of fictional where I'm showing up to the theater or whatever, showing up to my best friend's apartment and the audience is my best friend. So I'm talking to the audience as if they're my best friend and I was going to propose to my girlfriend, Okay. but I bailed on it. You know, I had the ring in my pocket. I was ready to go, but I got scared and bailed. And this is fictional. This part is yes. fictional. And then I come in and talk about to him, like I'm getting drunk with him during the show or whoever, the audience, my best friend, telling them why I'm fucked up. Okay. So it talks about like my struggles with, with sex addiction. It talks about my grandfather who's an alcoholic, my father who's a meth head. Jesus. It talks about a ton of stuff. And a very, you know, it's a feel good story. <laughs> well, let's focus on, on that for a sec. Um, you were, you're what, Northern California, right? Or Southern? No, 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 Southern. San Diego area? San Diego. And so you say, when I hear meth, I think of back home, which is a horrible thing because out in the West and in the desert, it's all over the goddamn place. Yeah. And it's horrible. So your father was a meth addict. He is. Still. Still. Yeah, still. 
Well, I mean, once an addict, I mean, you're either in recovery or you're not. Yeah. But yes. It's not 10, 10, 12 years now? God. In recovery? No, oh, no, no he's, he's not in recovery. We don't speak anymore. Oh, my God. So you haven't spoken wow. in 10, 12 years? We haven't spoken in three, no, sorry, two years. Two years, but he's been on yeah, meth 10, it's 12 been, years? He's had a problem for about 10, 12 years. How do you Jeez. end up getting into meth? As like but when you have kids, that's and what's happening now. It's so easy to score. Yeah. It's better than coke. I've heard, <laughs> and it's cheap. It's super cheap. So dudes in their forties that see so what happened to my dad is my dad always had a like a gambling deal or whatever. Oh. He was like always on the verge of being something, and then my mom split, and he kind of lost his shit. And next thing you know, he's like got to find himself in that. Game. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> For like the last few years I lived in San Diego, like I think I left the house when I was 18. And then from then on, it's been. See, I'll say even this. Do you know where, where some of these addictions come in situations like that? It's not like she leaves is like, well, I, how do I replace it in meth? He probably, I'm just speculating, but I've okay. seen this done with people. Oh, I need to get laid. You start chasing skirt. All it takes is one girl. People like have sex with people, get in relationships with someone who's doing drugs and they all of a sudden start dabbling in their head and then an addiction starts. Like I, wish, I know people have started sure. doing coke because they start dating strippers yeah. and shit like that. I'm not sure like if that. it's just like someone you're dating. Maybe his, maybe it was like his social mm. circle. Maybe it was someone he was dating. But if you're saying that, <clears throat> I mean, this is actually kind of like a hotly debated topic right now. Like, are there things as addictive personalities or mm -hmm. do people just, you know, is it is it something people kind of, I don't want to say fall back on and say like, oh, well, you know, he was a gambler and then it turned to meth and whatever. But I think maybe there was a sadness before. Oh, I mean, I think he's his brother, my uncle, is a, a burnout on meth, too. Jesus Christ. So it's like he was a guy who was like always kind of like he had like a coke problem when I was a kid, but he kicked it. Mm -hmm. And then for a while was completely fine. But you're right. There's always like a I think pride is a big deal in my face. Sicilian guy, like sure. total mm -hmm. mama's boy, propped him up his whole life like he's great. And then my mom just left him for another dude. And I honestly think that just fucking crumbled yeah. the guy to a point where it was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like my whole life is, you know, shit. So I'm going to do whatever I want. And now wow. he's and at a 7-Eleven. And then the addiction working. grabs you at that point then. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's anymore. so strong. So I think it, I, I from what I've been, because I've read about it, because I wanted to be involved in his life. I wanted to help the guy. But after reading about it, it's one of those things where they, I think, I don't know the numbers now exactly, but it's like one of those, like one out of every, I mean, it's like it's impossible to quit this drug. It's, it's one of those. Difficult. Yeah. Really? It's, it's, I didn't realize it was that crazy. Oh, it's, it's like, it's, and it takes like twice and you're like, this is the greatest shit ever. It, I'm not, I'm, I think heroin might be more. I don't know, but. They're neck and neck. Yeah. They're it's, both like life sentences. If you right. get a taste for them, you're locked the fuck it. It's and you like could live. You and you out. could live. Like he could probably sustain a life for a long time as long as people keep enabling him to live. It's not like heroin where eventually you're going to fucking catch your death. This yeah. guy's, he could be a 70 year old meth head. I mean, it's, Jeez. it's very possible. Yeah. And, uh. For people who don't believe it's possible, go hang out on Boulder Highway in Las Vegas, my hometown, where I went to get a Christmas gift with my uh, stepfather, and he took me to get a leather vest. That's another story for another time, but it's an awesome vest. You should see it. I can get laid in that. I'll tell you straight up, Tanya. Game on. Leather vest. Leather Why are you vest. pointing at me like I was like, you can't get laid in that? I feel like there's no under one. undertones of uh, your brother can't get laid. I'm just weird. Okay. But all it's insane. You see people walking the streets that are like probably getting social security and they're on meth and then their social security is going straight to that and it's heartbreaking you're yeah. like this is probably someone's grandparent 
and this is what they're doing themselves, and the soul just gets sucked out. That yeah. Coke addicts, you can see it. it doesn't take everything out of your, your face, but when you're doing that meth, your soul yeah, disappears. Just, oh, yeah. your teeth are gone, the whole night. Yeah, yeah, yeah you start it's not good. scratching everything. Yeah, you look like Skeletor, those, man. Yeah, yeah. But luckily my, well, not luckily, but my dad, he's still vain. Yes. Like he still wants to get his hair cut and shit. Like he hasn't given up. But he, I think his teeth in the back are starting to go away. But he doesn't mouth, get yeah. the he doesn't get the pock marks. Right. So he's not like an itcher. I think he does it in a way. He's and he's he's fat now too. So I don't know that's how that's fat meth heads. It's I don't insane. know how that happens. How he could be two hundred and fifty pounds and be smoking meth. That's crazy to me. That's real addiction. I've always said it. I've always loved a fat junkie because that's someone who can't say no to anything. <laughs> right. That's back to the addictive personality. I don't mm-hmm. think everyone who does meth is this right. has that type of I don't know if you want to call it psychological, uh, not disorder. I mean, yeah. Maybe it is. I mean, technically, it's considered disorder, but I just think it's an issue. You know, like right. they're no, but I do think there are problem, people but... that, especially, you know, they get one drink and they they don't have control. Yeah. They're just I'm I'm getting blackout drunk right yeah. now. It's, people can't say no to anything. Right. That's exactly. really what it is. That's that's what yeah. it seems right here, especially with former drug problems. Also, mm-hmm. when you say when you're younger yeah. eating, yeah, that's what well, it seems like. Well, not to be like super nerd, but like what it actually does is like activates your neural reward circuitry in your brain. Yeah. So like when you taste it again, mm-hmm. you're like yeah. Yes, it's coming back. This is fucking amazing. Right. I just want this sunshine on my brain. And then it goes all down the that's shit. That's a good too. point. Because that's how I, I mean, if we're going to go into sex addiction, that's exactly how. Yes. If we were going to talk about it. Because oh, I was talking about it last night with some, with, with another comic. And, you know, you get that same thing when you tell somebody, hey, I'm a sex addict. Mm. Oh, pff, that's, you're a guy. It doesn't exist. Yes. You're, you're, guys. Like fuck, you're yeah. just, you're just a lucky guy. You're like, just a dude. Dude. I understand that there's a certain level of of sex that's for men. Oh, you banged that stripper in a bathroom. High five. Like, I understand there's a certain level that's like just guys being guys. But when you go to the level like she's talking about where when I'm having sex, I'm on a whole nother level, bro. Like, some dudes are playing in an Adam Sandler movie and I'm in The Godfather. Like, it's a, it's like... (laughs) I mean, you're playing your game, but trust me, you don't. Because I'm not doing it for bragging rights. I'm not doing it to be on a podcast. I'm not proud of the fact that I could, I should be further along in my career, but a lot of times my sex addiction have gotten in the way of oh, me doing great. what I have to do. And I'm not using that as an excuse, but you know, it comes off that way. But it's gotten in the way of, of life in general. And I think... And that would be an addiction. Yeah. yeah. That's an addiction. It's like for, my girlfriend now is a really amazing woman, knows all about me. He's been through a ton of shit with me and my problems. And even with like, you know, you meet somebody, it's like the full package of a person. You just, you meet them and they're like, they're, they're not only they're beautiful, but the sex is great, but it's not just that. Like I never wanted to just spoon with a woman before and be completely content with it because of my addiction. Never. With this woman, I am, but I have numerous times risked that whole, the whole thing for something very cheap because it was, it was different or it was an oddity to it or it, it got, it sparked something in me. And that's when you know you have a problem when you will throw away things that are very valuable in your life for it. So that's when I had to finally come to the realization that I have, that I, I have that? to struggle with something. When did you come to that realization? Probably uh, about a year ago. Oh, wow. And then struggle with, with saying, you know, I'd rather just break up with her. So we had this whole thing where I just wanted to break up so I could just be my fucked up self uh-huh. because you, I'm so functional with it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. If you, no, no, no. Yeah. Good. Um, do you feel like it's a sex edition or maybe it's like an intimacy, like intimacy, like 
just fear of it. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I, I thought, because I've been in therapy for like nine years. I see Alan Lefkowitz just like everybody else does and uh, every comic in the world. So we've been through the, the conversation a ton and we don't harp on the sex because I sometimes would use it as a scapegoat for my bullshit. Mm. But after like kind of going through, well, I don't know. When I started to be with my girlfriend now, I was able to be intimate with her. I was able mm. to share things and like I said, spoon and when I was dating women before, if we didn't have sex one night, that was a problem for me. Like if we were what together. You were the girl, let's say you, you met a girl on a Thursday, two weeks later, you've hung out six times, you fuck every night. One night you don't fuck, you're just hanging out. So let's say and I'm dating, let's, let's do it as a dating thing. Okay. Cause I, I, I'm not like a first night kind of guy anyways. I, I'm a manipulative, I wanna get in your brain, I wanna get to know what makes you move. Cause I wanna sustain. You don't sustain, bang on the first night. Never mm. bang on the first night, even if they want it, I never do. Even maybe with this it addiction. makes it. Maybe it makes it more powerful when you actually have sex because right. you're building yeah. up. Yeah, I rather like, the build up. It's like a drug addict sometimes, like right. getting the needle ready. Like it's whatever. a whole it's process. Like, it's ritual. Yeah, that's my ritual. Yes. Yeah. I meet somebody that I'm really attracted to, and I'll get the number and I'll leave. Like if I was here last night and I met somebody that I liked, I would get the number and I would I would fucking leave, and then I would text a little bit. I would make some jokes. I would kind of give a little negativity like back backhanded compliments and then get them to respond and then I would use that and then ask them tons of things about themselves and then I would go out with them and then ask more slow things down, about themselves. Down. I know, he's taking notes over here. <laughs> and then, well, after Wait, the text thing. <laughs> the text game in this day and age has helped me because I'm not a very social guy. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I've never been good at going into a room and seeing a beautiful woman and walking up to her because I feel like there are so many guys, especially in New York, that do that and kill that, kill that entrance for me. They shut the door down because a lot of guys that do that, they're playing a numbers game. Mm -hmm. So a guy walks into a room, he's usually a D-bag, and he's like, so hey, good luck, I buy you and your girlfriend a freaking drink. And then he's all over these chicks. He's making, he's just, he's not smooth about it. He's really aggressive or he goes up to him and he's just kind of like, he has nothing to really offer. Not, not money wise or anything, but just as a person. So I've always been very bad at that because I feel like women are just so prepped to, to just elbow to you in the you face. To fuck off. Exactly. I, I could never do that because it always just felt like a cliche. Yeah. And I just felt like if I do any of those motions, I'm a douchebag. That I am a creep. Mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to be creepy. I've I been wish, creepy playing. I wish times more in my people life. thought that way because then women wouldn't be so like anti being talked to. Yes, I mean I it's understand. It's really it. tough out there when you're trying to talk to women. That and I luckily I probably wouldn't be a sex addict if I came up in like the fifties. Because there's no Tinder, there's no OkCupid, no. <laughs> there's no texting, and all these things I found I have a strength for. Like I'm really good at interacting. I'm really good at, at listening and, and talking to people through just interaction through text or social media. I'm just that's always been good. It's not good for my career. I've never been able to do it to make myself get further on in my career. But with women, I've always been really good at it. I was like, do you have other addictions? I can see stuff like it. I have an eating thing where I'll eat everything in sight. Like my, my weight fluctuates like mm -hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis. Like one day I'll be <laughs> 175, the next day I'll be 204 pounds. Like I have to watch yes. everything I do that feels good. Wow. It's not as bad now, but I think, at, I think I just started to live my life at 30. I'm 32 now. And the last two years I felt like I have woken up in a lot of ways that have, I've been fucked up. Like all through my 20s, like I was. But that's what the 30s are. That's you figure out who you are in your 30s. Everyone's scared to get to their yeah. 30s when you're in your 20s. Mm -hmm. Because 
Yeah, with Benji, I'm you terrified. got a few years. What do you got? Three years? Yeah, you're a really Four? young guy, aren't you? Three, yeah, 26 now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome for a guy, though. It's really great. I mean, I used to tour with Giannis back in the day, Giannis Papas, and I remember creeping up on 30 and being in the backseat of the car, and Giannis would turn to me and go, your 30s are going to be good to you, Bubbas. You're going to be all right. They're the best. You yeah, fucking figure out like that. <laughs> exactly. That's, right. That's how we used to talk. No bullshit. And he also told me, Look, uh, talking to a girl's trying to buy him a drink doesn't work. You should just go up to him and go, sweet pussy. Call back. <laughs> Call back. Were we recording that line? When- <laughs> That's, right. That's going to become our ringtone. That's how we're going to make extra sweet money. Sweet pussy. Sweet pussy. <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting a phone call. That's going to be our ring. Um, I got to the 30s and it took me a couple years. I, I mean, I went through a meltdown. Eventually, I'm going to talk about it openly here and at 33. Oh really? And that was going to be my year. Jesus, I'm a bird. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're Jesus. I ended up. Yeah, it, it meant Larry Bird to me because I'm a Celtic fan. <laughs> Priorities. But it became uh, Jesus because I thought, well, this would be my big year, and fucking everything fell apart. It was rough, and uh, that was the next year, 34. I'm going to therapy, and who's 34 on the Celtics? Paul Pierce. What's his nickname? The Truth. I've always said it. Wasn't he stabbed? Well, they're not going to nickname him the, the the stab victim. The stab wound, number 34, Paul Pierce. That takes the shine off off the nickname, the truth, but whatever. And so uh, I, at 34, I, I almost feel like that's when I figured out who I am. Like 33, uh, I'll do a Jesus metaphor. I felt like I died and I came back at 34 and figured out who I am. And I tell people that, you know, I've dated young girls and, and they get so mixed up. Everything's so important. Everything's the end of the world. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's not just for young girls, but, but you know, I don't, I don't date young guys, so I can't have that comparison. But what I'm saying is everyone in their youth thinks they're in a hurry, and this is, everything's so important. And you realize that when you get to your 30s, that's when you really start living. Like you're saying, that's when the awakenings happen, and you can really enjoy. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm getting older, but damn it, I feel like I appreciate shit so much better now, and that this is actually a good life. I just feel like I get I got better with age, specifically me. But I think in general, as a man in in New York, especially in New York, if you have some shit going on at 30, 32, 33, 34, 35, you're in your fucking prime. I'm not saying women aren't. I love women over 32. I'm not saying that they can't be great in their 30s, but I think women are, stra- if they're not married by 30, I know in small towns, maybe not so much in New York, but in other towns I've been in, that yes. I you meet people after the show, like I, I, I'm headlining a next week in Novi, Michigan. And I've been there before and I meet girls that are 23 and they are three kids in and in small towns. Yes. And, and if they were 30 and not married, even my girlfriend gets it. She's from Rochester, New York. It's not too far from us, but she gets that shit too. If she's not, she's not married. They're like, well, what's the deal? Especially Rochester. I know. Yeah. That's where the day are almost 30. What's the deal? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's been a stigma. I think it's slowly going away. Like in the big cities like New York and that, but everywhere else, it's still there. You're supposed to have a family. I mean, that's that's what the values are that but are put in us. But don't you guys kind of feel that too? Or is yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with kids. my, like you're saying at 34, you had your meltdown. I am, I think the reason why I have always had a problem with where I'm at in my career, it's never been far enough for me. Sure. And I used to, and I think my addiction comes, especially with sex, whenever I would get rejected by a booker or I didn't get a show or I didn't get on a showcase or something didn't happen, immediately I would be like, I have 10 people that I know, 10 women for a fact that would answer my text and I would start in with, with sexting or, or oh dirty pictures or, and then it would be, can I meet up with you? I wouldn't even really politely ask if like meet me here at this time. And if you're, 
if you're with me for a few times and you're into how direct I am, because I think what I would work to my advantage is that I'm a very assertive male. And I think a lot of women that I was meeting that they, here in New York, a lot of guys, no matter how rich or handsome or powerful they are, how big their cock is, some of these guys don't know how to tell women what they actually want and what's going on. And I think women really appreciate when I was super honest with them, even if it wasn't something they wanted to hear. I feel like just me saying, hey, I am not interested in a monogamous relationship. I definitely like to see women. Here's how I feel about you. And I'm always really good at picking out what I like about somebody. Women are, man. I'm able to say, this is what I like about you. And I think that always got me to the next level of my addiction because people would stay. Mm-hmm. I would say, have this girl. Do you want to meet this girl? And then I would bring them together. And the next thing you know, we're all hanging out. Next thing you know, I'm dating two girls that are dating each other and dating me. And now I have this really complicated world, but Jeez. I'm able to balance all these balls in the air. Because it's like an Elliot think, Gould movie in the late 60s. <laughs> I think too, because you're like offering almost a novel idea that is not happening in their lives. Like this might be an addiction that's happening every day for you. But mm-hmm. as a woman getting a text, it's like, meet me here. I'm going to fuck you. I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm a lot smoother than that, Tanya, but you know, I I understand what you're saying. (laughs) Obviously, talking in hyperbole. But I think most people don't get something like that. So they're a little bit more um, receptive to it. And then you're bringing them along for Mm -hmm. this ride that's so thrilling for you, it becomes thrilling for them. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Everything feels like it's bullshit, though. Like we said before, it's for years it's been jammed down women's throats. Um, Hey, let me buy you a drink. And then bullshit chit chat. Which, if you're lucky, it becomes dialogue from Annie, from like a, a Woody <laughs> Allen film. Yeah. It's just going to flow like that. But that's not real. No. So when you get someone who is the few times I've had the balls to just go up to a girl, so so do you, are we going to hook up tonight? It it works out. It fucking. But it takes a. Even though I know it works, it yeah. takes a lot. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. But the fact that you're honest, the worst thing they can do is say no. But the, I think they appreciate that someone's cutting through the bullshit and being. Real. And that's what it sounds like you're doing, my dude. If I had to tell anybody that had a problem with meeting women, like nice guys, because I, I know a lot of really good comics that are good dudes, too, that really have a hard time meeting women. And, you know, I mean, even female comedians won't talk to them. Like those kind of guys. Like guys. <laughs> like who, said, oh even, even, if they, even if they have a mic, no one's talking <laughs> to those guys. Poor female comedians. <laughs> um, but I tell them, like, I, I honestly, if I had to give you a piece of advice, it would be always be really direct. Always be somewhat caring, but also if you feel like you're being slighted, mention that. I'm not saying everyone wants to be a big, bad, fucking tough guy. No one wants that, but someone does want you to say like, hey, what you did last night when you walked away from me wasn't wasn't cool, and if you're going to do that, we can't see each other. And if you do that, people all of a sudden want to be around you. A woman wants to be around somebody that can kind of women, call them out. They love like, it. I think it's vulnerability. I think that's what women like. So yeah. if you come, I don't know, the aggression too can, I feel like, backfire, but it Totally depends. can. I, I, it's hard because now there's going to be a bunch of dudes who are like, I'm just going to go up to women and be like, are we hooking up tonight? That's the problem of and talking about yeah. this. People take it the wrong way yes. and they, they email me like, man, I totally finger blast this chick at the bar. She didn't respond to my aggression. <laughs> like, dude, you're, <laughs> yeah. you missed the fucking point. Yeah. It depends on how you carry yourself. Like if some dude just came up to me and was like, are we going to hook up? I'd be like, fuck off. When I, 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 let me just say this. It's not my opening statement. <laughs> I felt <laughs> like it would be. It's, it's not my opening <laughs> statement. Tell me hey, you don't do. But at one point through the bullshit, it's like, yeah, we're going to hook up tonight. And that's some honest. I mean, yeah. Because what are, what are we sitting there talking about bullshit for? So we can go pick strawberries in the morning? 
No, we're there on a game. Let's just make sure we're tuned to the same game. Right. That I, I'm trying to get to the Super Bowl, and she is too, not her trying to go play lacrosse. Two That's rules, weird. my friend. What are we doing? Where are we going? If, as long as you know those, the answers to those two things, you're going to be all right. That's what they taught mm. you in journalism school. <laughs> 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 Fuck the other ones. Who, what, what? Let's dig in deep with some examples of your addiction. When's the first time you had sex? I was oh. late. Late bloomer. 18. 18. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing, late bloomer, but I would add 21. I think, so yeah. Like <laughs> hey, me also. too, brother. Blackjack, bitches. See, good for you guys, man. Ace King, baby. See, I, I was grew religious, up. but it was, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. it was after college. It was 22. 22. Okay, so I'm the early guy here. Yeah. But I grew up in a, I'm, I grew up poor. I grew up in a really bad neighborhood. People were banging at like 14. So I was Poor late. people fuck a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't know. We else. don't know any better. Poor yes. people are stupid. We, we have know. nothing else. <laughs> nothing else to do. You don't have cable. Nothing else to play with. Yeah, no money. <laughs> no, seriously, you can't. And you got, you probably have like parents that are busting their asses at like different jobs. You're like, I don't have a babysitter. Yeah. Like I'm just hanging out. My mom was 18 when she had me. So, I mean, that's in the show as well. But my mom was 18. So if your parents are that young yeah, and you yeah. know they're that young it's like no one frowns on you banging at 14 years old yeah right well see well you should have yeah, jumped, you jumped without supper. <laughs> you should have jumped in baby you were a little late <laughs> oh i'm scared i was scared i'm i'm still scared of women they're just so powerful <laughs> i love how uh, you guys can't see <laughs> this left. his smiles after he says they are <laughs> I they i'm i they are super super <laughs> mysterious and i kind of wish some part of me wishes that i had that back when I was first dating, like my first girlfriend, she had put it, she had been with eight guys by 17, which to me wow. now as a grown man doesn't sound like that much, but at 17, at 17. that's a lot of, that's a lot of damage being put in. That is and no there are older dudes, like closer to 30, most of them. Jeez. But I remember looking at her like, like Matthew McConaughey and Daisy yeah, yeah, I feel weird about it. And I remember looking at her thinking, this is my beautiful woman. It's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, I was so romantic about the whole thing and sometimes I miss that and I think that my addiction's kind of taken a lot of that away from me I have a little bit back now but there's that naive you mm -hmm. know like being naive but but you're bringing up something that is uh that does run with addiction basically what it sounds like is you're still chasing the that first, first time yeah. and that <laughs> is what right. drug addicts are chasing that high one that first I just, one, right? yeah. yeah I'll get opposite, it up tomorrow but I just want one more because I want to see if it feels like the first time again. I think it's the opposite from it's. I you're totally agree with you, but it's the opposite in the sense that my first time, uh, she cheated with her masseuse on me, and I didn't. Wow! All these signs were coming at me first that it was all, happening. You had a poor girlfriend who could afford yeah. a fucking masseuse. I know, right? What the hell's going on uh, here, Josh? I, I don't know. She drove. She drove a, a white rabbit. You know those like Volkswagen oh, rabbits. Oh shit! I don't know how to do the story, but I. Anyways, but what's well, a great song by Jefferson Airplane? So why won't you bring it up? Exactly. <laughs> All right, I, 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 we went to a halt, but it's okay. If, if we didn't have the booze in us, we'd be That's fucking true. moving. We wouldn't, but now we're just like <laughs> White Rabbit just slow. threw me off. That you know, like right, I say a word and you're already calculating. You white, white Rabbit, yeah, dog. That's a great song. It's a great scene of Fear and Loathing. I was, so, like, Robert, I was thinking the Matrix. Follow the <laughs> yeah, White right? Rabbit. I don't like that shit. I'm putting no? the thumbs down in the yeah. Matrix. Oh, oh thumbs, thumbs down. down, two thumbs down. Yeah. Simpatico, me and my sister. Back to you. I'm sorry. It's no, don't worry about the fucking it. Place. Let's this just is my life here's my pain. But you can just fucking thumbs up all you want with Josh. I love you, but it's like a Royal Rumble. There's a lot of action going on here. We to throw people out of the every thirty seconds. Number twenty eight's coming in. Wait till King Kong Bundy gets in. It's gonna fuck it all up. Okay, so she cheated on you with a masseuse. Yeah, but the, the reason why I bring that up is because I uh, there was a ton of signs that this was happening. Mm -hmm. There was a ton of them. It was just like 
why is she taking this extensive bath before she goes to get this massage? And why is she shaving her pubic hair into a perfect strip for this guy? And then at one point I was, uh, I was talking to her about it and she goes, you know, my masseuse is built like a Greek God. Jesus Christ. How you and still that? naive, 19 year old, 18 year old dude. I'm an idiot. And I'm, then I'm trying to be a funny guy. Cause you know, I'm fucking funny. Mr. Funny guy. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, have you ever seen his dick? Like joking around, oh, joking so. around. And, uh, she goes, it's small. And I was like, how'd you know? Or how do you know? And she's like, Oh, you know, they wear those shorts and you know, I could, so now I'm believing that she not only has never slept with this man, but she has x-ray vision that sees right. through effeminate shorts. You're like, I can't wear shorts. short shorts. Someone's going to see my dick. see my small dick. <laughs> oh my God. And you feel... So I go to the opposite of that. Okay. I go, I mean, I honestly do what I do because it's hard for me to invest again like that. But I guess the idea is not, you're not chasing the first relationship. You're chasing that first kind of like naive feeling of like this woman is so powerful like we're gonna fuck or we have fucked or whatever um yeah i don't think you're wrong but i, I can't completely say that that's what i want to do because i really enjoy the mentality i have with women i feel like i've gotten to a really good place with myself as a man to look at a woman is not just my sex i look at her as a as a person i'm talking to mm -hmm. and i think when it comes to women that men are attracted to i think immediately they're thinking about the sex or the idea of being physical or will she like me? Do I have food in my teeth? All those things that men think of when they're with a woman that they really want to be with. Like think of a girl that you really wanted to be with that you just met or started talking to you or that moment and those weird feelings you get in your stomach. I don't really get those. No. Anymore. No, because wow. I'm capable of kind of relaxing myself and talking to her as a, as a human being, not just as this beautiful creature. Are you when you're talking to her? Are you kind of thinking in your head? You're like, I'm going to fuck her. Like, I'm gonna play this text mm. game, and then I don't mean game. Like no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, the end result is gonna happen. But if I'm in that mindset where I'm thinking I'm gonna fuck her, I won't be able to fuck her. Mm. I have to. I have to act like I don't. Like, I have to be so in the moment that I have to act like I don't care what's the what the next thing is. That's what derails a lot of dudes. I mean, it's that being one moment. I, Once I, I yeah. realize I want you. My brain does not act like a normal person. It all becomes like a chess game, and I'm worried about moves, and I'm analyzing everything I say, and it's counterproductive. But when you relax yourself and go, just have a conversation and see where it goes. I don't want to choreograph. Out, yeah. I don't yeah. want to choreograph yeah. anything. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, that, that, the guys who do well. Do women go through that? If they're talking um, to a guy? I don't... Uh, I guess, yes, but uh, it's the same thing. Like, if you really want someone to like you, too... And like you want to enjoy, like who is this person? Are is it someone I want to fuck? I don't know. Like let's actually talk and like see. Well, what's once going let, on. okay, and then let's just say you get in your mind, yes, this okay. is someone. Do you are there are there moves? Are there is there calculations? Um, I think there's calculations. Like you have to counter a lot because mm. like, you're not in sales. Right. I'm in sales. Right. You have the demand, so you're just like. You, you, like you said, you're, you're Floyd Mayweather. You're like, whatever you Pretty throw boy. at me, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out where I got to go. Even if you like me, mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're going to make it, you're going to make me work a little bit right. or a lot, whatever, however your process is. But that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's a lot of like counteracting. Like yeah. I said, like you, you'll text me and then I'll be like, oh, well, I can't text back immediately. Cause then I look like I fucking like yes. him. Yeah. And then you're like, who cares? This is so stupid. Right. And human. then you just respond and then he does the same shit. And you're like, ah, fuck. I've always, my strength's always been to diffuse all like social, those social things that we all do, like waiting and all that. 
I've always been really good at being able to present myself in a way where it was like, we don't need to do, you don't need to wait. Like, I want to talk to you. So you should, we should talk. Do you text that? Well, to no. The, yeah. If they, they, if any waiting. Yeah. There is one guy I dated that God immediately. No, immediately. It best. works because one Jesus. guy I dated immediately, like we met at a party the next day he called me and he was like, I know you're not like supposed to call after, but whatever. I like you. Let's hang out. And I was like, yep. Hung out with him that day. Yeah. But see, that's in the same vein as, hey, so are we going to hook up tonight? I know it sounds like it's not, but it's it's diffusing the awkwardness and right. what the the roles we're supposed to play and being honest. Look, I, and I've done that a couple of times. Like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I feel like I want to talk to you, and I hope that's not weird. And that's I, I think that I, once again you embrace that someone's right. being honest, and it's not all yeah. fooling each other and bullshit. I think it's a really thin line between coming off over eager or actually being assertive right and i think like uh if, if in that case if that guy would have done that to you and you didn't respond right away or you said if just say you said oh i'm really busy today and he would have came back with come on come on immediately he's too eager yeah then right. you're like fuck it yeah so he would have to be like all right enough said maybe uh maybe other time boom done and then you're kind of that's the, the risk you take when you put yourself out there as a man but then it's like you're kind of cutting your losses real quick. You're yeah. like, all right, not messing Right, it's the same risk. She was going to say that exactly. after waiting, you know, two hours to respond. It's <laughs> it's cutting the fat out of the, exactly. the back and forth. I think a lot of guys don't, I know guys specifically around me in my life that I've met, like some comics that I talk to, they they hold on to little victories or they make things that aren't victories into victories. Like a phone number isn't a real, like a victory. It's cool that you got it, yes. but now how are you going to treat this person? How are you going to develop whatever you need from them and what they need from you, how are you going to do that? And they they just kind of ride out every little step. Like, well, you know, I texted yesterday and I got a response today. So I'm going to sit on that. Like, well, and I've done cut it the a million fat. times. I've cut done it a million fat. times. Because the number is not the victory. The number is uh, getting in the starting lineup. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're pl- or just playing in the game. game. Say, yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're activated. You can play yeah. in the game. Now that's... Now you got to figure it out. But you know what? There's small victories. Like I said, I grew up, man, I still have, I've done okay. Like if you, you know, we discussed it before. Um, I've done all right with women. Reluctantly, not reluctantly. I mean, I love them. But it's, I programmed that I was ugly and that I was no good. And I still have that in my head. And I, I still do. I, that's why I do, do what I do as well. And then, yeah. And then to me, getting a number of like a hot shit. Look, I was bragging about talking to this one girl who's way out of my league. But it felt, I felt a vibe. I talked to her and it was like, I'm bragging about even having a conversation with her where she, and she's texted me back. That is like a victory because I, in my head, I'm Rudy. I shouldn't be playing that right. fucking game. And guess what? I'm sacking the SMU quarterback. That's why so I was. I just threw my bottle right there. Like, <laughs> I just knocked him the fuck down, baby. Look at that. I mean, those are the little victories that you build on. No, you're... you just stay with them. Yeah. You'll, it's, that's I'm, all I'm telling be. you right now, like, that's a big part of my addiction too, is that I, when I was able to be with people that I didn't think I, I was good enough for, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, right. I once uh, messed with a girl who was like a, like a playmate model or girls that date only NFL players. And if I get them to be with me and basically kind of fall in love with me or, or be around me a bunch or, or be really into me, it was more than just sex for me. It was always, can I get them to really want me? Can I hold a special place in their life. It was never about, I just want to use this person for their body cavity. It was that I want them to feel that's special. That's a pretty way of saying it. Yeah, now. right. But so, I think that's probably a reason why you ended oh, up getting them. Because yeah. they're so used to guys like, what hole can I put it in? Yeah. 
And they knew, and I was so honest that a lot of them knew about me. They knew that, hey, this guy's not a guy that is going to be up for monogamy. They were aware of the women I was seeing. And a lot of them, as much as it might have bothered them that I was with someone else, it wasn't enough to not have me in their life. And then it would promote inside of me. It would justify what I was doing. I became all of a sudden, I'm more like a poet than a guy with a serious problem. I'm offering a service to people. <laughs> I'm offering a service in the sense that Helping like the they want this, I want this. Why are we why am I arguing with myself about it? Like then and it becomes really hard to admit you have an issue. Well, this is very I will say it's very businessless-like. And it's I think it's perfect that you're dressed like a businessman. <laughs> and he's like yeah. unbuttoning the button. And this is the like yeah. nervous yeah. habits. The episode right after our Wolf of Wall Street episode. That's true. But this this doesn't seem so far from like a Jordan Belfort, like a sell me this pen type thing for people to get that reference. Like, yeah. I feel like you have a system. Great movie. It's outstanding. And that you know how to execute it. And My that you pro- look at it more as X's and O's and stuff like that. I, I do, but I don't, I don't think anyone can be successful without being passionate about it. Yes. If they, I'm not to say I'm not trying to promote sex addiction. I'm saying if you want to be successful with meeting people and making a connection, even with even with you guys, Benji and you and I have talked about when we first met and when I've met him before, I am passionate about the people in front of me because they're interesting. Like yes. I'm, no one that I've ever been with, no matter I don't know how many people it's been, none of them, some of them weren't the the greatest people in the world as far as what they had going on, but they all had something that I mm-hmm. could get behind. I wasn't selling a lie. You know, and I don't want to like whenever I'm on podcasts and people ask me about, well, how do you meet a girl or how do you do this? And they, you know, X's and O's. You're right. There is a certain system in my mind, but it's a system of how I like to interact with people in general. It's not necessarily so specific to women. I mean, it gets that way. But have you ever um, like encountered a woman who has a very similar like view on sex or it's female comedians? I've never dated or had sex with a female comedian in my life. And how come? I think a lot of it because we're too similar. And not in the sense of what I am doing and how systematic I am about, but I feel like a lot of female comedians face the same struggles that I face, and even more so sometimes, where they're trying to be recognized. And whether that's in their career or in their life, there's a, there's a need there that needs to be fed. And a lot of times, we're all bottomless pits for that need of recognition. And I don't want to deal with that. I have me already I'm dealing with. So I usually tend to date women. I can date an actress, they have a sim. They're similarly fucked up, but they're not. They don't have that weird need we have. Some about comics, man. We have that need where we need to be on stage, or we need to be the funniest person in the yeah. room. And even when we're grown ups in the game of comedy, we still have that competition in us. And it's hard to to do what I do because the minute someone I start talking to a female comedian, they're always really intelligent. Comics in general, yes. I think, are very smart people. And not that I'm, I'm, I'm lobbing things up, hoping they're going to swing and miss, but they don't allow themselves to kind of go with where I'm going. You know, if I'm, if I'm really assertive with them, immediately they're trying to pick apart, like, oh, what, what the fuck is he trying to do right here? It never, they never just kind of let it go. And that's why I've always never really had a shot with female comedians. But you've tried. It's not like no, a, a no, rule, no. or is it a rule you're like them? It's, it's just by interacting in regular yeah, you life with them. And you're like, yeah, yeah gonna go anywhere like she has a very friendly face i'm like kind of into her like eyes like she has a dark look to her like i'm no offense i'm like attracted to this woman across from me but i know that she's comic she hangs out with comics oh she's she's not we have if you hang out if anyone Uh hanging out with you two people Mm -hmm. brother get in this (laughs) change anything anybody hanging out with you (laughs) (laughs) this could be your love connection (laughs) (laughs) she's enough of (laughs) she's yeah 
Diabetes. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say? Now? She's enough of a comedian, even if she's uh-huh. not on stage. If she's in your guys' circle, she's already kind of like she's I a, could feel it. She's a co-host, my friend. Yeah, she's a co-host. She, she's still involved with you two fucking guys. She's around <laughs> comedy. She's the the club. She used to manage this club, Stand Up New York. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, change everything. <laughs> He's like, now she's a coke addict. Oh, because of that regime. Yes. Um, God damn, this is, I like to use the word regime. Man, we could talk to you for seven hours. We're going to have to start wrapping up. I want to do some concrete numbers with you, though, real quick, because I feel like this is a type of thing that my uncle in Vegas will be mad at me if I don't get statistics from you. (laughs) The spread? So, yeah. Over, under. Let's first put some numbers down. How many times have you just gone up to a girl and said, sweet pussy, uh, (laughs) minus eight? No. Okay. Um, Virginia at 18. When did you, the girl breaks your heart, are you still 18? Or 19? Uh, 19. 19. Yeah. Do you start running amok at 19? Uh, I, yeah, kind of. I mean, like five. I tore off about five in like five or six months. Oh, wow. And okay. one of them was a, a stripper that was tw- 26. Wow. And um, I couldn't get it up. Well, that really? happens. I was so nervous. With, with super hot rods, yeah. Because here's the deal. I, I saw her in the strip club. I, I'm like a weird looking kid. I have like weird teeth. Like I'm just a weird kid and i see her on stage and uh she gets off and i start kind of the process of what ends up becoming what i do now yes with her and she responds really well to it she invites me over she answers her door i mean she's living in this beautiful condo in san diego she makes tons of money i mean in my eyes she's like marilyn monroe town too. <laughs> um town. beautiful latin woman like gorgeous and uh she opens the door and i could smell like spaghetti's cooking and she opens the door but fucking naked wow. like if i had this woman now or like whatever two or three years ago it'd have been like the greatest you know i made up for it but what i'm saying i couldn't <laughs> you're like give me a second give me a second hold on hold on i i got in there and she was just so she was everything that i didn't know i wanted in a woman she was <laughs> she was powerful but also submissive she really wanted me to take control she was caring like that's a huge thing for me she was really caring she was almost mothering well, she spaghetti. Yeah. yeah she was all i was all about it and I luckily I learned how to go down on girls very soon in my sexual life because that's all I had going for me. I couldn't get it up. Like it's just like I, I think we had sex once where I actually had sex. But I mean, there's I've had I've talked about it openly, which I mean you probably shouldn't, but I don't care. I mean I've had nervousness issues, and it's, you drink sometimes. You fucking your boy. I didn't taps start out. drinking until 26. So if I've ever not gotten it up, it's because of oh nerves, you know, those nerves. See, I was given a scapegoat, and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) You're like, it's my freaky body. What are you going to do? It happens. The best part, if it ever happens now, I'm just like, well, you just, maybe it's you. I don't (laughs) know. I'm good at what I do. Like, I know what I'm capable of doing. I don't know. But I guess, I think that's like every woman's fear. Like, there's been like a guy or two who's like had trouble, and you're like, oh, fuck. It's not you. Is it me? You're like, uh. No, it, and then you're it, like, no, it's you, you it, piece of shit. I've had to take a shit before. Oh, yeah. That ruins it <laughs> in itself. Well, how about this? I had a girl texting other guys what? while that, I'm that in would, bed that with her. Would, that would yeah, turn me on, Yeah, that's really tough to keep a heart on, to be quite so honest. That would turn me on, actually. She's like, what happened to yeah. you? She's like, what happened oh, to you? Yeah. I'm like, um, maybe you should be t- texting Fred. <laughs> I, that turns me on, She's like, I'm texting a picture of your flaccid it's, penis. It's right. unbelievable. No, it's she's like I'm taking her clothes off. It's, <laughs> it's no bullshit. I'm taking her clothes off. There's Philly garbage, this broad, and she's got a phone out, and she's. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? I'm. I'm sucking on your breast, and she's like, your I'm texting these so guys. Come on. Ma'am, I'm sucking Ma'am, on your breast. I am suckling your breast. And <laughs> yeah. no using your iOS she's device. Texting someone, he's like, he just told me he's sucking my breast. Fuck it, it was so. It was like this is not hot to me. Fuck this. 
right. Uh, how many? All right. Here's one. Instead of just flat out asking you how many women you've slept with, which is going to be the next question, I want to do this because this is always a big deal on sexual conquest and addiction. At what age were you? Were you when you, the age you were, was eclipsed by how many women you've had sex with? Because I know a lot of girls who will slow down. I knew a girl who was like 23 and she said, I'm not fucking for a couple years. I go, why? And she goes, because I have fucked 22 dudes and I will not have more she can just go back than to years. Those guys. That's funny. I've never heard that that's like I've a I've never heard that Because in her head, that, was, that is when you become a whore. Uh-huh. Right. Um, when you're in. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Real quick yes, sidebar. Please, do um, when I, I, I really enjoy women that have been with a number of men. I think I I if they if it's over fifty and they're in their late twenties, then I would ask them like, "Are you doing it because the, like, the, for the reason have I you did been it. molested?" Yeah, like I I just want to know because I mean, if you're giving away that that easily, I like when someone makes you kind of work for it, or that someone they care about. I actually enjoy when likes to, to fuck, but if it's more than that, if it's like I'm trying to deal with emotional things and all yes. that, then it's then it's a problem. But I I actually enjoy women that have been with a certain amount of guys. Well, Anyways. To answer your question, when Please. I was 22. At 22? I surpassed my age. Wow. See. But I was also in a relationship Wait. before that for another year. Wow. So I was in a relationship from 18 to 19. Oh, he had Then a from 19 and a half to like 21, I was in a relationship. And then 22, I surpassed my age. Have you surpassed? You're, you're in the, the triple figures, right? I've never counted. That's a yes. Yes. That would be an omission. I fucking love this guy. I goddamn love Josh. Um, should we have to wrap it up. Um, real quick, can you tell your move with the? Uh, you kind of alluded to it, and Benji brought up. Do you want to ask it real quick? Well, I heard this from move. someone else. I don't know. Okay. And you kind of said it, but you didn't Did, set it up. Okay. So let's. Uh, well, I don't know, really know the details, but inviting two girls out at once. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, Take notes. So yeah, this is when you are when you have a certain rapport with two women, and they you're very open about your lifestyle like I am, and uh, they know that you're not just into multiple partner sex, but yes. that you are not committed to them. Um, if I think two women will mesh, I will invite one out. Do you mean mesh their characters or Their personalities. Oh. Their personalities. I don't, I, I, I'm into flipping girls that never had threesomes before. I'm not into girls that are super into girls. Doesn't mm -hmm. really interest me. Um, I've never dated, a, I've only dated one bisexual my whole life. I'm only into girls that are kind of just interested in the ride. Like I like women with adventurous looks in their eyes. Like they're kind of like nervous, but they kind of want to do it. So I'll invite one to my show. And usually it's the one that I have been seeing the most consistently. And then another one, I will say, hey, I'm going to be at this show. I have my friend with me. If that's cool, if you want to meet up. And they're like, yeah, sure. Because no one wants to be the jealous girl, even though yeah. they probably will be the jealous girl right. which is understandable and then they show up and then by three drinks in when we're all interacting you know if they're gonna stick around for the rest of the night you know if they're getting along if we're all talking and then I start to touch one of them whether it be the small of her back whether it be her elbow her hair and then a couple minutes later I'll touch the other one and then they'll know like oh he's being flirtatious with both and if they don't say anything then they're they're cool and then after that, you you kiss one, and sometimes I'll even get as bold to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss her. Is that all right with you? And usually, because it, it puts people in a weird position. Such a smile on Benji's face. Such, Such a, a move. Huge smile. 
And usually, but like in my head, I'm like, "Fuck, dude, chill." Fuck? Yeah, but you're not smile. I love it. Hearing like, the story like, now as a woman, you'd be mad. I'm sure these are the same women that would say that when I first met them. They would. There are women that would punch me in the face. They're very strong, passionate women. But I think after a little bit, when you're with somebody, you get to know them. Sometimes you're not too. They trust. I think they have a certain trust with me. And how many times have you pulled this off? F- quite a few. Once again, he does not count. Wow. This is not a baseball card. There's no statistics. Wow. I love outstanding. Um, we have to uh, close out the show. Josh, God damn it! I love you to death. I had so much fun, man. Uh, thank I, you I, so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, you can ask to be on the show anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in about two months, three months, I'll try to. No, you're yeah. fucking great. I mean, I really. I hope you didn't think I was being a dick on that. No, 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 not at all. Not I at want. All, I want this on the air. I want people to know because I care for you and, and you are uh, an outstanding guest. Please plug away. Plug your show again. Websites, uh, whatever the fuck you want, baby. So talk story, one man show by Josh Ricardo. You can email cap21boxoffice at gmail.com and reserve tickets for any any uh any of those nights, 23, 24, 25th of January at 9 p.m. And I'll on your ticket and it'll be free for you. So just tell me how many you need and I'll take care of you. And you could uh see all my info at joshricardo.com and I'll be at Big Tommy's Comedy Club headlining next week, uh three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So dude, if you're in the area. My dude. Bench. The best of BS on Twitter, but please, please, please check out Stand Up New York Labs. We got a promo code LUST, half off tickets to all any one of our shows. Very fitting today. Check out our, all our podcasts. Come see live shit that we do up here in this Which lab. Is outstanding. And uh, keep up good work following us and listening to us. You I'm did. out of it today. Jeez. You did wonderful, <laughs> my friend. You're wonderful. Ton, please promote the. the uh, Ton, I like that. Yes, Ton. Um, you can find me at Hey Mr. Booker. The campaign is on now to get Cory Booker to date my sister because he's dating some other lady. Oh, so we gotta break this shit yes, up. Yes, no, please. I'm convinced he dates ladies. Yes, let's get Who's let's Corey get Booker? Cory Booker, the uh, mayor of Newark, to oh. become. Well, no, he, now he's the senator. He's yeah, he's New senator. Jersey. Oh, yeah. that's right. Let's get him now to find a new beard in his life and <laughs> yeah, let that yeah, beard my be sister Tanya's be sister. It. It'll be exciting. I love it. Um, real quick before, all right, Mad Dog Matter at Mad Dog Matter. Meadow Manor on Facebook, but I forgot to bring this up at the beginning. We should have. We still might do a voiceover. I don't care. February 18th, first yes. live show. First Lust for Life birthday spectacular for me. Tanya's birthday's eight days before. I'm sure she will be involved here oh, eating cake, now? drinking. Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to have warm-up comedians, Savage Animal. My roommates, Greg Stone, Anthony DeVito, are going to be warming up the crowd for a few minutes. We're going to come out. I already have it. I already know what we're going to do with a lot of shit. It's going to be fun. We're going to bring back some old guests and guest hosts and just have a hoot and a holler. Probably get drunk, make mistakes. Who knows? We might top the holiday party. Yeah. Probably not. But we're going to try, God damn it, because that's what we do. All right? You hit two home runs. We try to hit three. Boom. We have a lot to live up to with Josh Carter. Yeah, geez. I'm like, I'm feeling bad right now. You guys are doing great. <laughs> Here's your new nickname. You're the Wolf of Vagina Street. That's your book that's going to come out. Canal Street. Canal. Hey, oh. Yeah. Vag Canal. Like oh, dirty. Too. Exile on Canal Street. Oh, let's like just it. keep all this going. In the booth, my main dude, Super Tramp, AJ Freeman. Love that dude. Holding it down. I don't know where Jimmy LaChase is, Midnight Express. I haven't seen him in 16 weeks. He's probably lost at sea, but we love him. Mad love to John, Minnesota Fatigate. Mad love to Donnie. Mad love to Gabe. 
mad love. I sound like Wesley Willis. You remember <laughs> yes. him? Yeah. Uh, Sucker, caribou's ass. Yeah, that's it. Kentucky Fried Chicken, America's number. Uh, <laughs> mad love to Cousin Nick with the artwork. Mad love to Timothy Styles with the music. Uncle Billy holding it down in Vegas, listening to the shit, going crazy. We got to get him here for the live show. Oh, can we get him here? Don't say this. Now he's going to be like, when's my ticket getting done? <laughs> exactly. You guys are making money over there. Why did I make him into some old hillbilly right. Texas <laughs> car salesman? Um, if I forgot to give you love, my bad. Okay, till next time, this has been the best of all time. We are slow, but we're still gonna say it. You ready? Till next time, we're all worth a million in prizes. I'm knocking cans over. Sex addiction. <laughs> <laughs>